Today's episode of What Happened When is brought to you by us. Come see us, Chicago. Man, are we fired up? This is going to be fun. C2E2 is going down next weekend right there in Chicago. And uh, we're bringing all our rowdy friends, aren't we, T? I'm going to be with Eric Bischoff for the first time ever on stage talking about the demise of WCW. It's going to be what happened in 83 weeks with E. Bischoff, T. Shivani, Friday, March 22nd, 8 o'clock Central Time, South Building, and McCormick Place as part of C2E2. And I tell you, I've, I've really been looking forward to this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. This is not what you told me off air. You, you told me that now that you've had time to marinate on it, that you recognize that Eric Bischoff submitted a trumped up bullshit resume. And that's how he got the job that should have rightfully been yours. Well, I don't know if I said those exact words or not. Well, why are you, why are you putting this out on the air whoa, here? Whoa, like whoa. That? Don't tuck it. Listen, let's just talk about it and, and you can come see it. It's showclicks.com forward slash event forward slash WHW 83. The link is in the description to this show. Uh, we're not going to be filming it. It's not going to, uh, to be on YouTube, I mean, but you, you basically said you were going to bitch slap Eric Bischoff. Okay. I mean, he's the, the fucking company went downhill. Didn't it? Well, I'm not arguing the, that, but I mean, he gets all the credit and you got, I was making a. I'm not going to, I'm not going to air out any dirty laundry here. Okay. Maybe when I seem fake, fuck. Well, oh, well, listen, come see us. Come join us. I'm going to have fun. No matter what happens, bring your popcorn It's showclicks.com forward slash event forward slash WHW 83 and showclicks is S H O W C L I X.com forward slash event forward slash WHW 83, or just click the link in the description for today's show. Or find us on Twitter at WHW Monday. It'll be pinned to the top. Feels like that's what you're trying to do to Eric is uh, pin him down. Well, I don't know if I'm trying to pin him down or not, but I can tell you this, that I was making a pretty good living and I thought he was going to have another company and I thought we were going to, for the foreseeable future, do wrestling. And what the fuck happened then? Well, let's find that out. should be the name of the show. What the fuck happened then? Not what happened when. What the fuck happened then? Maybe you just see you're getting me fired up and you shouldn't do that. Well, and I should know better than to tell you things off air anymore as well. Uh, probably. Well, uh, come ask some questions that we can't talk about here on the show. Join me in the fun needle and prod and poke Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff Showclicks.com forward slash event forward slash WHW 83. And don't forget that's Friday, March 22nd, 8 PM in the South building of McCormick place. See you next weekend, Chicago. <laughs>
Northern's North, they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off. Center stage, Bischoff. Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Thunder, Russo, Arquette, Champ. Vinny, Matt, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh. Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom Zing's a good-looking man. Quadlike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, come over here. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to what happened when Monday, well, it's Monday if you're on Patron, but if you're not, we're happy you're here. No matter what day of the week it is. Isn't that right? Tony Schiavone. We certainly are my longtime close personal friend. We are, uh, here and, and another week of the clash of the champions. We just can't get enough clashes. Apparently. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Well, we've gotten a lot of feedback lately. I want some more old stuff. Okay, cool. How about 1988 clash of the champions three mm-hmm. from September of 1988. We've got Barry Windham on this card defending the United States heavyweight championship against, well, who is it? Tony it's Sting. it's going to be fun today, man. So if you haven't already fire up your WWE network and as you go try to wake up Lois, I want to remind you that if you're tired of doing this show, we can quit anytime. Why is that? Well, because Atlas Van Lines is hiring nationwide. They've got both OTR and regional positions available. And I know what you're thinking. Well, I like to drive. Well, they're hiring team drivers, solo drivers. And if you own multiple trucks, well, come one, come all, man. They'll hook you up. You're going to do 2,200 to 4,000 miles per week. And if you're willing to keep moving, they got the work to keep you moving, Tony. And here's where I know I can get your attention, Tony. You can make 143 to $197,000 on average per year, starting with your very first year, depending on which of the three divisions you drive for. I mean, that's straight up. That's a lot of money that you can make your very first year and your home time can be seven to 10 days, depending on the different routes, all your tolls are paid for, and you have the optional maintenance program to boot. They're not just stick haulers, but they do that too. So Brett, the hitman Hartman and his team can hook you up. If you're an owner operator, give them a call today, whether you're new to the industry or you're ready to ride off into the sunset, go new places with Atlas to speak to a recruiter, call 877-778-6959. That's 877-778-6959. Or for more information, check them out at facebook.com slash drive Atlas, or visit drive atlas.com forward slash wrestle. That's drive the number four atlas.com forward slash wrestle. I'm telling you, it's easy to call 877-778-6959 or check them out. Facebook.com slash drive Atlas. Uh, Tony, if you've decided to keep the show going and not shut it off to go work for Atlas fan lines, let's see if we can't wake up Lois here. You know, it's awfully tempting. I love the drive as you know, and I'm a damn good driver as you know. And when you threw that money out at me, I went showing, as you know. But no, I love you too much, Conrad. I'm going to keep it going. Well, I'll tell you, why can't we do this show while we both drive for Atlas Van Lines? It, the technology's there, isn't it? Well, here's what I'm saying. You've seen like Dumb and Dumber, right? Where they're riding shotgun around in the shagging wagon. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to do with you. I want us to drive truck. We'll call it the shagging wagon. 
and we'll take turns while the other one holds the iPad. And you know, you can just get like a Bluetooth headset to talk when you're driving and I'll do the same. Yeah. And, and boom, we're good. We're taking the show on the road. Literally people loved our road trip. Why wouldn't we try to multitask and get paid double? Sounds good. All right. So stay tuned. Uh, Atlas van lines. Um, going to be barreling down the road, watching Lex Luger matches soon. Here we go. All right. Let's bring in Lois Shivani for our always entertaining countdown. I lost count. How many of these was I supposed to do in three, two, one play desire D E S I R E longing for the unattainable. This was all directed towards sting losing or not winning the world heavyweight championship in the very first clash of the champions. It's kind of a hokey. Uh, if you go back and listen to this, Conrad, it's kind of a hokey opening. Well, I mean, let's, let's listen. Miami, Florida. Sting teamed up with the American dream in an effort to form a tag team worthy to be champion, only to let it slip away. Desire to be a champion. Colorful, exceptional, graceful. Sting. Once again, the brass ring is offered, and once again, a mountain of a man, a horseman, stands between Sting and that which is desire. No doubt it'll be a brawl. A fall brawl. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Worthy of a champion. Worthy. <laughs> I want tonight when you go to try to snuggle up below us, just do like a ravishing Rick Rude move, but do it real slow and go, desire. You know, here's the thing. The psychology behind the story they're trying to tell is pretty good. He tried for yeah. the world title against the, the chief of the horsemen, the nature boy, Rick Flair. Then he brought in Flair's, you know, oldest rival, dusty Rhodes, tagged with him against another pair of horsemen that time, Arn and Tully. He was unsuccessful two times in a row. So now he's challenging yet another horseman, the final horseman this time for the United States title. So it is cool that he just wants to take a belt off the horseman. And, uh, tries, he might, he hasn't succeeded. Maybe he will tonight. Wow. Look at the crowd here. What's some hate. What do you think you're saying right here to pop pop? I'm saying, Rick, I'd just like to thank you very much for taking me out of the baseball stadium and putting me into professional wrestling. Well, you know, Tony, it's, uh, one of my biggest regrets in wrestling. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to ask you a couple of things, Rick here. If God, I, I can't, I, I can't, I won't shut up. Will I, I'm just keep talking and talking and fucking talking and talking and talking and, t- but I like my mustache. Don't you? I like Rick's watch. He's having a good watch day today right there. Yeah, he is. He looks awfully young. Well, it's probably because it was 31 years ago. Just yeah, it was us. I can't believe it. He wasn't even 40 yet. Holy shit. As time goes by. You're still talking, motherfucker. What could you possibly be saying? You know what you're saying? I think one day I'm going to talk myself into a job. If I talk long enough, I can talk myself into a job. You see, this is what happened in real life. You stopped talking. Conrad called me. I started. Boom. New podcast. You know what podcasting is, Rick? Are you thinking about getting a podcast? No, as a matter of fact, I'm not thinking about getting a podcast. I'm thinking about finding the nearest bar and doing some, uh, some Bahama breezes, some sea breezes. If it's got breeze in it, I'll probably do it. You see, there's even a song. They called me the breeze from Leonard Skinner. I don't know what it's about. Maybe it's about stirring liquor drinks with your penis. I don't know. Maybe not. 
but that's what I like to do. I down at Bahama breeze or the Bay breeze or, you know, whatever it is. I just like the breezes. See, Tony, I'll go into a bar and I'll get a tray full of liquor and, uh, I'll start passing out shots and eventually somebody will pass out. I'll throw them over my shoulder, take them back to my room, claim it was mine. Well, I wonder after the show tonight, if maybe you and I can go out sometime and you can help me get laid. I know, uh, no flare, no hair, no flare is, is yours, but I don't mind a landing strip. Just thought I'd let you know that nature boy. So here I am, Tony Schiavone, fresh out of college with the one and only nature boy, Ric Flair. And now let's go down to the guy. Took Her, my I tell you what, they're up there talking about drinking and women. We're down here talking about wrestling. Isn't that right, Bob? Well, I'm telling you what, uh, the, uh, Jim Ross, the fact is that I used to work for Jesse Helms and he was as right wing as a got no drinking, no fucking in Jesse Helms office is what I was always told. And I often thought, wouldn't it be good to get some hookers and go to Raleigh? Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of hookers, what I've just realized is, is three of the four people who've spoken on this show so far, according to the rumor and innuendo are going to do podcasts with Conrad Thompson. How the fuck is that Forrest Gump looking motherfucker find himself in everything wrestling? All right, here we go. They probably said something like that. So yeah, I would think so. They did. Uh, here's the, a similar shot to what we talked about uh, on our most recent episode. The hard cam is not eye level with the ring. Again, it's shooting down into it. I kind of dig this look. It's a different look. It is unique. Uh, again, as uh, Mike Rotunda does, uh, does some uh, jumping jacks for us. Uh, I hate that dark ring. God, Shut I hate the that. fuck up about it. It's awesome. It, no, it doesn't reflect light. It doesn't brighten up. It just sucks light. It drains the light. It just, yeah, we'll, be, we'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. You love Lois, and she's drained the light out of you for 20-something years. Well, I can't argue with that, my friend. I can't argue with that at all. Coming up, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and Kevin Sullivan. How about the uh, TV title here? Did you prefer it on the black strap or the red strap? Red strap. Red strap all day. By the way, let me just tell you, these are two working some bitches, but Lord bless them. The charisma, maybe not as much. What's your favorite Mike Rotunda promo? Oh, I, I, probably the one that we had uh, a couple of weeks ago against Rick Steiner. Remember that one that we had where he... <sighs> He continued to call his world television championship championship. <laughs> yeah. He was taught to do uh, promos by JJ Dillon, by the way, is what I've been told. Boy, Brad could work though, man. He really could. Yeah. I really wish that, um, we would have been able to see him get a bigger push. W what do you think the reason was that, I mean, it, we always hear it, you know, people talk about it. Either he has it or he doesn't have it, but you can't teach it. Just some people have it. Not everybody has it. And if you ain't got it, then, you know, whatever, you know, and, get I, it, and yeah. I know some people say, well, Brad just didn't have it, but what the fuck is it? Like he looks good. His work's great. What, what, in your opinion, are the intangibles that separates a guy from being quote unquote, a good hand and really a, a top star? Well, I think a lot of times it's timing and I think it's a lot of, uh, and this is probably saying the same thing, but being in the right place with the right booker at the right time that maybe Brad Armstrong would have, uh, if he would have had a shot with Vince, maybe Vince would have known what to do with him because he wasn't a bad looking guy. I mean, well, but he, he probably wasn't big enough and don't get me wrong. He's not a little guy, right? But I, I mean, he's not Hercules Hernandez either. And that's, yeah. that's really the, the look that Vince was looking for back in that time, which I know you said part of this is timing, but I can't help but wonder do you think if Armstrong had gotten to be a top star anywhere other than continental, like not just continental, but somewhere else too, like, had he been a big star in another territory, 
would that have allowed him more opportunities here? Do you think that because it was, I mean, we've never really talked about this, but do you think that certain promotions, whether it was, uh, Paul Bosch or Vince McMahon or Jim Crockett, whoever Mike Graham, do you think they sort of thumb their nose at continental a little bit like, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe you were a big star in Alabama, but right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of truth to that. There really is. Cause it feels like, like bullet Bob, who was without question, the mm-hmm. top star in continental. Right. Uh, and of course the father of, of Armstrong here, it feels like maybe he never got the proper respect. And I've always wondered, was that a, a continental thing? Sort of like there is definitely, no matter what anybody says, there is a Memphis bias and maybe it's more pronounced the Memphis bias, but I think a continental bias might exist too, because you never hear people really talk about bullet Bob or give him the credit. It's almost as if, you know, what, whatever they accomplished in Alabama or this territory wasn't of really any real significance. Yeah. You never hear people talk much about continental wrestling. You hear them talk about Florida championship wrestling, Georgia championship wrestling, the Memphis territory, but you never hear them really talk about continental wrestling, which is basically was Alabama, right? Yeah. But, but there's another thing too. And I talked about timing about Brad Armstrong. Don't you think if Brad Armstrong had been like 10 to 15 years younger, he would really fit in well with like Jushin Thunder Liger and, and Brian Pillman in the start of the cruiserweight championship. Listen, do you even, do you know the words you're saying? Yeah. I, I don't think you do. I mean, when do you think that match happened, dude? What match happened? The, the match you're talking about. It happened two and a half years after this. Liger Pillman was two and a half years after this. It was February 92. We're in September of 88. Okay. How come, how, how come he didn't get much to a push? Right, I, thought, I thought we were in 89. Either way though, the point okay. is it's three and a half. It's, it's a handful of years later, right? It's not fucking 15 it, years but, later, which is just, it seems weird. This seems does. like years after that. I really thought for a minute we were watching 89, I guess, cause we, we did last week and I got excited. Yeah. We're watching 88. Yeah, yeah. September of 88. Well, that was February. I mean, I'm just guessing, but I think that was February 92 was that super brawl, that pay-per-view that people still talk about with Liger and Pillman. So it's just a handful of years later. But the thing to me is I think there's definitely a Southern bias in wrestling. Uh, where people, you know, say wrestling and oh, that's that Memphis bullshit. And I think there is a Memphis bias and I think there is a continental bias, but you know, nobody even talks about continental. Here's the one thing that I never did understand. And uh, well, maybe I do understand it, but I didn't understand Vince's thinking on this. If there is so much of a Southern bias in wrestling. And when I worked in the WWF in 89, you can ask Bruce Pritchard this. Vince was really on me about my Southern draw. We've talked about this. How come that he allowed Jr. with his Southern draw to work it? Because Jr. was the, I mean, I ended up being the guy you remember with Southern wrestling. I understand, but Jr. was, was Southern man. He sounded Southern and here he was VO a voicing over stuff from out of New York. How did that all happen? If there's a Southern bias. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's the unanswered question. I guess. I don't know. I guess maybe he became a gimmick, right? The hat, Jr. all that. I mean, let's talk about this. Would you have done the cowboy hat gimmick? Oh, to keep a job. Yeah. I'd have done anything. Sure. 
I mean, well, you say that, but then you say, Hey, uh, they were going to put you in the hall of fame and you're like, no, I'm not going in. By the way, I don't know if you heard, but it was announced last week that Tori Wilson is going into the hall of fame. And I I'm just guessing you support that wholeheartedly. Yes, yes I do. Who's going to, who's going to put it, put it in. I'll put her in. I'm sure there's a, a line of people volunteering. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sure there is. That's great. Good, good for Tori. That'll be. Uh, the rumor and innuendo, of course, is that uh, Brutus the fucking barber beefcake may be next. Your thoughts on on Beefer getting the nod? Well, uh, why not? Wasn't he uh, aside from his uh, friendship of Hulk Hogan? Wasn't he a big star one time with them? Oh, absolutely, he was. So yeah, put him in. What about Honky Tonk? Honky Tonk's been announced. Honky Tonk, um, that one shocked me. Really. Yeah, that one shocked me. That one shocked me. I had understood that at one time he, uh, they wanted to put him in and he said, no. Have you heard of that story? Yes. And the reason I believe that happened is because they wanted to, if you accepted that, uh, they paid you five grand, gave you a, a class reunion ring or a high school, uh, graduation ring. And then, uh, made you sign a legends deal where you had to run bookings through them and they could sell stuff with your likeness and merchandise and you were obligated to them and it wasn't for significant money. And I think honky thought, well, fuck that. I ain't doing it. Well, apparently they've loosened up on that a little bit, or he's decided shit. Maybe if I do this, it'll be a boost to me and my bookings, which I know for sure has happened. Um, when you're fresh off a hall of fame run, you can get a year or two years of an increased fee and more visibility and more bookings and because people like to promote you as, you know, WWE hall of famer, so-and-so, right. Which is one of the reasons I'm trying to get you in because, you know, you'd start making more money and I can siphon off a bigger piece of your money, you know, well, hey, hey, if I can make more money and you can siphon off, it's fine with me, but well, great. The- then let's get a campaign going for Tony Schiavone in 2020. That's not going to happen, Conrad. No, I'm just saying, instead of uh, us doing like a bullshit campaign shirt, like Bruce and I did back in 2016, we could do a bullshit Tony for the hall of fame, 2020 shirt. No. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So there you go. Um, we're going to come up with a, with a, a hashtag. Mm -hmm. Shivani's a lot of letters and people are going to misspell it. Mm Mm-hmm. What should we do? Hashtag butts and seats 2020. Yeah. That, that. Right. Oh yeah. Make the hall of fame, the greatest hall of fame in the history of the hall of fame. That's too many letters too, but, um, I don't know. We'll figure out something. We'll do a hashtag and figure out something. Can I get a commitment from you now that if we are successful with our quest to get you in the hall of fame, Mm -hmm. that you will wear a custom made dog hair jacket. <laughs> yeah. If we get Lois to make one, I, I don't have Lois. I mean, I can get a real seamstress to make a dog hair jacket. <laughs> now, if you won't wear the full jacket, which I get, could we do like a pocket square of dog hair? Yeah. We got it. Or our dog hair scarf or yeah. Or you could just like reach in your pocket to pull out your notes and just pull out just gobs of dog hair. Yeah. Dog hair has to be in, involved in it some way. Absolutely. So if this all works, I don't even know why I'm agreeing to this, but if this all works, you're going to be the one to induct me. Is that got to be it? No, there's no chance. They'll let me do that. They hate me. Haven't you read the internet lately? No, I haven't. Yeah. The internet says that they're punishing me and that, and they hate me. 
they're punishing. That's why they hired Bruce to punish you. Yes. Apparently. Uh, and this is from a, a prominent podcast and a friend and a friend of ours. When I booked the undertaker. Okay. Uh, Vince decided to take it personally and said, oh, really? Well, look what I can do. And he booked, uh, or he hired Bruce Pritchard. Oh my God. And I suspect that you're going to be next. They'll probably have you host some stuff on the network and tell you that you can't do this anymore with me. Yeah. And then they'll probably go to Eric Bischoff and say, Hey, remember that movie you wanted to make about hard body Harrison or, you know, whatever other bullshit WCW talent there was, you can do it with our WWE films division. And then he's gone. So, you know, I'm having to, I'm having to reach cause apparently they're, they're coming for me. So I'm, I, I think my photo may even be up backstage and it says, do not allow this man entry. Cause you know, they did that, uh, Scott Steiner a few years ago at the hall of fame. I was backstage at the hall of fame and saw the pictures. Yikes. Yeah. Apparently at the, uh, and this is allegedly, you know, yeah. reportedly he saw, uh, Hulk Hogan's wife at the baggage claim and accosted her and, uh, Scott Steiner did. Yes. About how he was going to beat the shit out of her husband when he saw him, blah, blah, blah. Well, she was shook, uh, called, uh, Mr. Hogan. And then Hogan made sure that, uh, he reported that to WWE and he was not welcome at the hall of fame. I don't, th- I don't reckon he was coming. He was there for WrestleCon, but you know, whatever, just in case. Wow. It's amazing business. We're in Jesus Christ. And at times it's a sad business that we're in. Yeah, and thank God we can me... set and look at it from afar. Yeah, well, I'm looking at it all the way from Huntsville, Alabama, where I've been uh, Googling uh, cocoons. <laughs> Don't start that shit again. Well, no, here's the deal. Because if I get Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff, and Bruce Prichard all into the Hall of Fame, yeah, I'm going to have three Hall of Famers in my goddamn pool. That's kind of cool, man. <laughs> and it, it, it next to, uh, the Von Braun, uh, civic center and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, the redstone arsenal. And I guess the tours that they take at the rocket center, this will be, uh, going to the Conradison and see the cocoons will be one of the must must see places to see when you're in Huntsville, the chamber of commerce will want to be part of it. By the way, um, when we were planning our low key big hog weekend, you were like, when are we going to the con? We're not going to the con Radisson. We're not. No, you, you're not going to let them do like a walkthrough. What, what are you talking? A walkthrough. Yeah. What, this what is, is where Tony almost died. This no. is where I had my wedding and Tony didn't show up. No. Okay. First this of is- all, you don't even come to my house for weddings this- or whatever. And now this- we're going to this- whore out my house. Like it's a fucking homes and garden. What are you talking about? This, uh, there's a bedroom down here where Jay-Z and Chelsea, you know, uh, try to make babies. No, he does that upstairs a lot. Oh, okay. how many babies you make a lot. <laughs> I do have a, uh, a brother love shack upstairs and a, uh, a flare suite downstairs. A brother love shack upstairs and a flare suite downstairs. Yeah. Okay. So you're laying out all this and then you don't want, you don't want to walk them through and say, this is the Conrad. You know, we're saying shack and, and sweet. It's, it's a fucking spare bedroom, bro. Okay. I think, I think you've, um, people have bought into this 
silly hype that Flair used to do on the podcast. I'm I'm not the uh, second richest man in Alabama or Huntsville or my zip code or my neighborhood. That's all rumor and innuendo. It's just a it's a gimmick. Like what? Rotunda didn't actually work for the Internal Revenue Service. It's just a gimmick. Your your house was a gimmick. No, like yeah, it's been overhyped a little bit. Oh, no, it hasn't either. Yes, it has. No. And as you know, <laughs> Megan has de wrestling the house a great deal. And, uh, I mean, it's like a family home now, you know, with a wife and two kids and two dogs. And uh, you're trying to make yourself believe that, but I don't. I live in a modest home on a meager oh. hill. <laughs> okay. And you've made it into something that it can't possibly live up to. And you're like, we're going to bring 400 motherfuckers through your house. Like, no, we're not having an open house. I'm not trying to sell my house. Why are we doing that? <laughs> well, people want to see where you shit. People want to see where you and Cassio drink beer. No, they don't. By the way, I did confirm Cassio will be hanging around Loki big hog weekend. How about Jay-Z? Nope. He's not a Loki big hog. Fuck him. I want to see Chelsea though. I, I no, mean, listen, I, I invited him, but you know, they're probably not going to come. He's got chicken business or something. Jesus Christ. Only thing he does. Look, look, he does. No, fuck. Anyway, I, I'm looking for the, it's coming up. I mean, we're, we're not that far away. Yeah. I mean, as we're, as we're talking now, it's this it's weekend. This, it's this weekend. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, the, my last three or four weeks have just been hellish. I had New York and then shows, um, where did I even go? I know you went to Connecticut one time. Uh, yeah. I did go to Connecticut once and I've been to Charlotte and I've been to Indiana and I've been to Chicago and I've been to Cleveland. I mean, I've just been all over the place. So the idea that I get to actually stay home, I'm like, fucking, Hey, this is awesome. And you saw some of the uh, activities we got planned. Oh my God. It's going to be some good eating for these motherfuckers. Yeah, you and my kids are going to be some good eating. One, two, got two. Uh, especially if you, uh, fire up with the Conradus and that big old, uh, smoker of yours. Shut the fuck up. Why are you still doing this? I'm not. I was just, I'm just throwing out suggestions. You know, you, you throw things up against the wall until they stick. That's that's where would 40 people even hang out? I mean, I don't have space for 40 people. That's going to be cold outside, dude. I, I need what you could do in the back. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Oh, look, Dr. Death is here. He's heard about the low key big hog weekend. He wants in. Yes, he does. Buddy. How about, uh, Kevin Sullivan on the outside walking around in the, the black robe with the purple guts. Uh, Doc got the fans fired up there, didn't he? Yeah, he does. Yes, sir. You know what JR saying right now? What? Well, just guess. Her. Her. All-time great All-American. Oklahoma. Sooner. One of the toughest men I know. Something like that. You know, this is uh, not a name, uh, not a match with a lot of big names. But they are having a hell of a match here. We're 22 minutes in. They're still tearing it up. Yes, they are. And, uh, nothing wrong with having a good match. Now we, uh, we need to just kind of, uh, set the, uh, record straight as far as the history of professional wrestling is concerned. Uh, this was September of 1989. Uh, the sale was, I don't know if the sale had been done by that time or was just about being done of eight of, of 19, 1989, uh, and, uh, the, the, it was the end of the run for Crockett's. Uh, and it was just about the beginning of Turner taking over here. 
Can you put this in perspective or in the timeline here? I mean, I feel like you just did. I mean, this is, uh, the end is near, you know, they knew that they weren't going to be able to make payroll and meet their obligations. And I think a lot of people probably wonder like what that was all about, but the backstory, and we've covered this extensively on the show is that WrestleMania had sort of changed everything. And now guys looked at, you know, Hey, look at the big payoffs that you can get from this. And in addition to that, they had things like merchandise, you know, they were on lunch boxes and they had cartoons and they had action figures and they had lots of other revenue opportunities besides just selling tickets to shows and Jim Crockett promotions was still very much just into that. So in order to compete, uh, dusty and the guys knew, Hey, we could never put together. We probably can't put together a pay-per-view that's as big as WrestleMania. So we'll beat them with sheer volume. We'll run four or five pay-per-views a year. And they sort of settle on quarterly events, starting with the bunkhouse stampede. And then, you know, we'll go from there. Well, of course, WWF sabotaged that right with uh, a free Royal rumble on USA today. So when they run WrestleMania, Jim Crockett responds with a free clash of the champions. This is the same year here, 1988. This is our third one. And the original idea behind clash of the champions is just, Hey, let's do to them what they did to us. Let's hurt their paid show and put on a big free show on TV. Um, and the reason they needed to develop these pay-per-views from a WCW standpoint was in order to pay the talent more. So we could guarantee you a bigger contract, uh, if you sign with us. So sure. You would make more money on that one pay-per-view. If you go to them and work WrestleMania and yes, you'll make money on dolls and posters and lunch boxes and cartoons. However, we're going to have four of those big pay-per-views. So when you add all that together, our contract value can be more. And besides up there, he's just going to give you a handshake and opportunity. What we're going to do is we're going to give you an actual dollar figure for this number of dates. And we're going to push you on all these pay-per-views. And as a result, you'll make more money. So they started making these weekly or bi-weekly and sometimes monthly payments with the idea that whatever the deficiency was, they'd make it up at the end of the year on a balloon. For instance, and I'm just freestyling, let's say the Midnight Express were at three fifty a year. They might only be making two thousand dollars a week, which is only a little over a hundred thousand. But if they continue that pace for the entire year, at the end of the year, they owe the Midnight Express two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a balloon. The difference between the three fifty and what they made. So here we are in September and everybody's looking around thinking, Well, goddamn, I thought I was gonna make three fifty this year and I've only made eighty. We better be hitting some fucking licks these last few months. Cause I've got a giant balloon payment due and they realized they couldn't make it. Mm. So as a result, they started to have conversations about, Hey, what would this look like? <sighs> and it happened. The verge of bankruptcy, November, 1988 TBS would swoop in and purchase the majority interest in Jim Crockett promotions for $9 million, which is a tremendous amount of money and nobody knows that better than the nature boy. Mm. Wow. What a story. $9 million. And of course the Crockett still worked except Francis, David and Jimmy and Jackie still worked for the company. I guess they had a minority share in it, right? At that time. Well, I think they also just, uh, it was probably, probably part of the buyout where they all got jobs at X number of dollars for X number of years or something, but you know, they all proved to be very worthy team members. 
How about uh flair here being one of the most critical parts of the sale? And this is not talked about very often, but allegedly Vince McMahon bought WCW for 2 million bucks. And here TBS bought WCW for $9 million. Mm. When you really think about that, that it's four and a half times more for Crockett versus WCW. Wow. Yeah. So as you can tell by those numbers, you're throwing out from one end TBS paying for, and for one end TBS selling for the TBS never had uh, a good business plan when it came to wrestling. Did they? Well, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I, I think they definitely viewed it as, Hey, it's a television property. And they thought they were purchasing a television property. Whereas WCW looked at it as, or the WWE looked at it as we're buying the library. And at that time they didn't have really a distribution concept for what it would be. I mean, this is years before WWE on demand or 24 seven on demand was a thing. And obviously way before the network. So either way, it's an interesting, uh, deep dive into what if, and what could have been. And, uh, nature boy was really, really upset for a long time with the Crockett's, uh, not David so much as Jim, mm-hmm. because he felt like no one smartened him up about extending the contract because allegedly Ted Turner wouldn't have bought WCW had he not known that when he did, he got the rights to Ric Flair and had Rick known that he was the thing that Ted valued the most. He could have perhaps had a bigger contract value, which really wouldn't have cost Jim Crockett a dime. Yes. It would have cost Ted more because Ted would have been the one obligated to make payments to Rick, but, uh, Jim didn't do that. Maybe because he thought it was going to affect the amount of money that he got or whatever reason. And, uh, Flair was pretty hot about it for a long time and still talks about it occasionally. Now that he feels like it was something that they could have, or should have done for him that they did not do. I can see his point. I really can. Uh, the nature boy, Rick Flair, were watching right now, talking to me. It's just a couple of real good pals talking here, as you can tell. Um, that really love each other, but Ric Flair is not Ric Flair unless he's doing his Ric Flair promo. And, and I thought it, and I even, even going back and watching it. And I thought at that time, it was just great for me to be able to step aside of him and talk to him. But unless he's being the Ric Flair style and profile, it's really kind of out of place. Don't you think? I wonder if he's very calmly talking to you about blue chew right there. Hmm. Can you imagine what the baby's arm would have looked like with blue chew? I don't, I mean, I've never seen it. I don't want to see it. Oh, come on. Everybody has seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Why would you say that I've seen it? Because everybody has seen it. No, that's not true. You have to appreciate when I met him, he was 64. 64, not her blue chew will make the baby's arm look like baby's leg. (laughs) Look at that fucking redneck. (laughs) These are your fans. Yeah. Yes, they are. Well, Bob Cottle, I'll tell you what, I'm getting pretty excited about the rumor and innuendo around my new podcast with old Connie. Oh, sweet cheeks. Do you know about Conrad Thompson, Bob Cottle? Well, I've heard a lot about him. Uh, they talked about him at Jesse Helms office. Uh, there was a couple of things that say maybe one day he is going to be the mayor of Huntsville, Alabama. If that happened, maybe he'll be a Senator, then a governor and who knows. Well, I have it on good authority. That ain't happening. They know him on a first name basis down there at the shoe show. And if there's one thing I know. It's the sheep show. And if you go to the sheep show, can't get in that oval office. Well, not unless you got a cigar. Anyway, let's go to the video tape. We got Jimmy jam out here dressed like a goddamn dick dancer attacking the devil who 
magically runs around in his bathrobe. I never knew death that devils wore bathrobes, but I guess they do. And oh, the IRS is here. Oh, and he just pushed that lady down. Oh, and he slapped Teddy Long. Don't you be slapping Teddy Long. Now look over here to the left, Tony. I got a question. Are these the wives or are these the Gumars? Are these the what? The Gumars, Tony. I thought you was a genuine Italian. If you was an Italian, you would know what a Gumar was. I don't know the Gumar, but oh my God, it's a whole bunch of dick dancers out now. I ain't seen so much yellow in a long time. Look at all these yellow britches out here. Man, look at Ricky Morton. He ain't, he ain't aged today. Oh, Still got the same haircut. God damn. Is that a stretcher from mash? What are they no, doing? But Act, it's the Alabama junior heavyweight champion, Mike Jackson action Jackson here. We was just talking about Alabama and the, the <laughs> anti-continental bias. Huh? Y'all got him out here trying to figure out how to operate. Unbelievably a mash, a, a, a military hospital stretcher. That maybe Ox Baker used to heart punch motherfuckers on. Mm. Oh, and she is just distraught. She's got gloves on and high heel boots and fringe on her jacket. My goodness. You know what would bring you up out of that stretcher though, don't you? Probably a little bit of blue chew, because it'll raise the damn dead, Tony. Yeah, it'll raise the damn dead. <laughs> tell, you know? tell them about how you couldn't get that cock meat hard for a couple three decades and now thanks to blue chew man a cat can't scratch it blue chew makes the first chewable the first chewable one conrad which means you can well i don't know about the first one i just saw a couple ladies on that screen right there they're like they had chewable ones too if you know what i mean uh what you mean look like that one girl done sat in some gum you hear me yeah i know <laughs> blue chew chewables are prescribed online by the way by a doctor. Well, you got goddamn right they are. Now, Listen, this is good shit right here. Good old <laughs> JR keeps the blood pumping with Bluetooth, and you're going to hear all about it when I get my podcast with old Connie. Yeah, and he'll probably steal these sponsors too. Chew it and do it. That's exactly right. Chew it and do it, Bluetooth. A great deal for you guys, JR. You can visit bluechew.com. Get your first order free when you use promo code WHW. If there's only, if there's one thing good old JR likes more, then barbecue is cooter me. You hear me? Hey, just $5 shipping. That's me. <laughs> and I'm enjoying them both more than ever now. Thanks to blue chew. I had some of that sauce the other day made old, made him stand up, put a little hat on him. Purr. That's me. <laughs> That's B L U E chew.com promo code W H W make him stand up. <laughs> Put on a little hat on that little motherfucker. Hat on the motherfucker. Some bitch is going to make you tougher than a $2 steak. You hear me? Go try you some blue chew. <laughs> Even if you're uglier than bowling shoes, you can bowling get Bowling shoe ugly. <laughs> it don't matter. Blue chew don't care. It don't discriminate. Yeah. You ain't got to look like precious and ain't nothing going to feel precious when you get done. You hear me? Yeah. You could even, uh, even you could take blue chew. You could chew blue chew and even want to fuck Luke Williams. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, tell you what, with all the kid licking these guys did, it's a wonder we didn't see him on leaving Neverland. (laughs) 
You see that shit on HBO this past week, Tony? Yes, I did. Boy, I had the internet fired up. I just ain't going to watch it. I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> Why would you watch Well, because listen, good old JR loves his blue chew, and you know what that means. I like to beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Like a government mule. And I don't want to have the fun spoiled in that song by listening about all the horrible shit that man did. Oh, I'm a, I, all the kid liquors I need in my life's the damn bushwhackers. <laughs> uh, by the way, they are the sheep herders here. Well, not to me, you some bitch. They're in the <laughs> WWE hall of fame as the goddamn bushwhackers. You know who they didn't put in the fucking sheep herders. Just like if they ever put your scrawny ass in, they're going to show clips back when he's little back when he's working for Vince. Not when you got down there and blowed that ass up. And told everybody to change the damn channel and watch Cactus Jack win the world title. Fuck the whole thing up. Dumb some bitch. Maybe that's why I'm not in the hall of fame. No, you probably ain't in. Cause you wasn't worth a shit. You ever think about that? I'm the only goddamn announcer in the whole shooting match. See, it's in my contract. I ain't got to work there. They just can't put none of you other broke dick motherfuckers in. What about like Lance Russell or Bob Cottle? I mean, guys Who, like that. Who'd they ever beat? How many stone cold matches they call, son? I don't remember seeing them on no WrestleMania. You ever call a WrestleMania? I think not. Shut the fuck up. I never did call a WrestleMania. I ain't never gonna neither. Spoiler. You hear Kevin Sullivan in the. <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> you hear Kevin Sullivan in the background? He's back here yipping around too. I didn't know the goddamn devil wore a bathrobe. Ain't so scary. Looks like he's getting a fucking paper. Yeah, I'm looking for a line on the socks. Want to see the sheep headers. The sheep headers and this Nikita Koloff. You know, I don't know who was president right here, but unemployment must have been bad because ain't none of these motherfuckers working. Oh, tag him in. Tag him in. Get old Dr. Death in there. He'll run a hole through them some bitches. Oh shit. He tagged him in. He didn't come in. I want to tag in. It was a double high five. Hey, seriously. Why, why'd they put this on TV? If ain't nobody going to bleed sheep herders should only be bleeding and licking. Oh man. Could they bleed? Could they fucking bleed? What do you think about old Nikita with the flat top? Yeah, I don't like a Russian with a flat. I like him bald. Looks like some. Oh, you're like the opposite of flair, huh? <laughs> I like him yeah. bald too, Tony. I don't know how to tell you that. Does that make me a bad man? Not at all. I'll tell you what else is bald. That's the jerky down there mm. at jrsbbq.com. <laughs> you see that shit ain't got no kind of expiration date. Cause I see what I've done oh, is I've dehydrated my meat. Now that ain't the kind of thing I was talking about a minute ago with blue chew. All right. All right. Oh, here we go. Let's focus now. Hang on. Boom. Down goes butcher. Luke. Who gives a shit? Dr. Death is in shit's going to hit the fan. There you go. All the action you need and just get in there and grab a hold. This is good wrestling right here. You damn right. That don't need none of that flying around, but grab a hold. That's right. He can grab a hole. He can duck. Look at, and he can move too. Oh, and he can attempt to do a clothesline. Yep. But you know what? 
I didn't even see that shitty clothesline. All I saw was that glorious rat tail and that big, beautiful man. Mm. Oh, he's going up. You know what? He might do a goddamn Phoenix splash. Bet you ain't never even heard what that is. Watch. Watch. Here we go. What, 450? Oh, no. Don't need it. Don't need it. Flying cross body. Let me tell you, that's a big body. Be flying at that ass. Mm. Reminds me of my wedding night. Which, Which wedding night? Was that Ben Jr.? Are you talking shit over there, you non-Hall of Fame having motherfucker? I ain't gonna put up with too much more of this shit. When I finish this bottle of Crown Royal right here, I'm fucking done with you. You hear me? <laughs> How's things in New Japan Pro Wrestling, by the way? Hey, you gonna talk shit? I'm gonna wind up breaking the the internet here in a couple weeks. You watch. <laughs> you think I'm bullshitting? You watch. <laughs> I don't know. I listen. JR has been everywhere you ever wanted to be. And he's there first. And don't you forget it. I know. I never doubted you for a minute. Remember, remember all them times you'd call the office, try to leave a message for Vince. They didn't make it. You went in an old file 13. You know what that is, son? Let me tell you that folder is round cylinder shaped. Oh, so you threw the shit away, huh? Oh, now you figured it out. God damn. I've been doing it 25 near years. Oh, great arm drag. What do you say about the big guy? Look at this. Can I tell you one of my favorite songs these days, Tony? Can I just share that with you? Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Well, here's the thing. Now that Dr. Death's out, I really ain't got no more time for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what I would like to do is, because I hear you and Connie, by the way, your shows with him, they wind it down. Because that's in my contract with Connie. Everywhere I go, I say, now listen, if I'm going to do this, I ain't going to be no Shivani. That's what I said when I got in the Hall of Fame, and that's what... That's what's going to happen here. Mm, okay. You understand? Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Well, listen, I just want you to enjoy what you got while you still got it. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Now, what about all these low key big hogs that uh, are our friends? And, uh, we're looking at look I, I, with a drop. Kick. Good old JR ain't got time for friends. I got sauce to sell. All right. All right. Now, if any of these low key big hogs mm-hmm. are, uh, Blonde with full sweaters, double jointed and daddy issues. Well, just DM me on Twitter, but now can I play my theme song for you? Yeah, please do. I can't wait to hear it. That's the way you expect good old JR's theme song to start, right? Yeah. You figured out what it is yet? That's George Strait. I hate everything. Oh God. I'm just saying. Hmm. It, it hits me right in the fields, Tony. <laughs> I mean, I saw these rumors out here about me being forced to do a podcast with Connie. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. I see Dr. Death in here having to sell for a bunch of goddamn comedy wrestlers. I hate that. Yeah. I've had to lower myself to talking to you. I hate that. I hate everything. Um, uh, well, Jim, it's been a treat talking to you. I'm, well, I'm, I'm sorry you got to go. I'm, I'm real glad I got to go because I didn't finish my crown world and sold all my sauce over jrsbbq.com. Real excited to uh, take all your sponsors and your co-hosts, uh, just like I took your job in the WWF, just like I took it in WCW. You see, everywhere good old JR goes, he just points and says, I think I want that. It don't make no mind if you're there or not. I'm just going to take it because I'm a salesman and you're just going to Shivani. That's what you've done your whole career. So with that. I'm going to pull a Shivani and I'm going to quit right now. I'll just say sassafras before you leave for me, please. Her sassafras. 
Jim Ross, everybody. My good friend, JR. Hey, Tony, right. sorry. I had to go take care of Kevin Sullivan. I don't know if you heard him barking in the background, yeah, but he was barking in the background. That's okay. We, uh, we made it through it. Okay. And you now and we're going to catch up. Yeah, we, we did catch up a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> nothing's much has changed. Uh, and it, it was good talking to him again. And here we got the sheep herders, uh, not even bleeding, not even bleeding. And that's uh, Rip Morgan on the outside with them. Am I right? Who cares, really? <laughs> well, we're trying to be factual here, aren't we? No, not really, because JR's never even returned your phone call. So, okay. well, two, a two count. The idea that JR had an extended conversation with you is just pure fantasy. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Speaking of fantasy, what'd you think about, uh, some of those names I floated out some, well, not names, but ideas I floated out little surprises for uh, our low key big hog get together. Oh, I, I love some of them. Absolutely. Love some of them. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, we're in the South. There's a lot of guys who have never been in the South, especially, <laughs> I mean, there's a difference between being in the South and being in Alabama and, uh, there's just, that continental bias again. God damn it. No, I'm just being honest here. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I think they'll enjoy it. I think it'd be a memorable, memorable weekend. Dave Silva's going to be there. Uh, and, uh, Cassio kid's going to be there and we're going to give, we're going to give our low key big hogs chances to do things that they never would have done in their life. Yep. Like and, pin the tail on the announcer. <laughs> not that spin the bottle with Shivani. No, not that. Uh, are you in the loop on a rainbow party? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, Efren was telling me that he wanted to do a rainbow party. And I thought that was just like, you know, like, a um, like an equal rights type thing, you right, know, rainbow right. color, you know, right. being, you know, equality and, and all that it represents. I just assumed that's what it was. And he, he was quick to tell me that that was actually not the case. Oh, that's not it. No. That's what I thought it was too. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, we're down for whatever, you know? Oh, really? You told him that we're down for whatever. No, no. A rainbow party. Like that just seemed like an opportunity to celebrate. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm in like, yeah, come on. But then you said, oh, we're down for whatever. That really, really opens the door to some shit. You know, wait, are you saying you're, you don't value Efren's friendship? Yes. I value his friendship, but be careful about when you say we're down for whatever, but be careful about who you say it to. Sometimes you just never know. What are you, so, what are you implying? I'm not implying anything. I'm just telling you, take it on face value. Don't say Wait, take I'm, it on the I'm, face. What'd you say? Oh God. So, and look at this pickup by Luke or Butch. Who gives a shit? So <laughs> I really could never tell them apart. I just knew they were the kid lickers. So uh, no, Butch, uh, Luke didn't have teeth up front. Oh, you could tell them apart for crying out loud. No, all white people look the same to me. No. So, uh, Everyone was telling me about this rainbow party. Do you want to hear about this or not? No, not really. Okay. All right. Okay. It's a real We're thing. Still... Okay. We're taking you back to Clash of the Champions 3, September of 1988. Whoa! <laughs> Yay! More than 30 years ago. And, uh, boy, Nikita Koloff fight for all he's worth, man. Can I just read to you the definition Rainbow party. Uh, you might as well, because you're going to get it in anyway. Rainbow party is a supposed group sex event featured in an urban legend spread since the early two thousands, a variant of other sex party, urban myths. These stories claim that at these events, allegedly 
increasingly popular among adolescents, females wearing shades of lipstick would take turns filleting males in sequence, leaving multiple colors resembling a rainbow on their penises. The idea was publicized on the Oprah Winfrey show in 2003 and became the subject of a juvenile novel called rainbow party. Sex researchers and adolescent healthcare professionals have found no evidence of the existence of rainbow parties and consequently as rebuke the spread of the stories to a moral panic mm. on May 27, 2010, the television program, the doctors discussed the topic with dozens of teens, parents, and professionals. Uh, so there you go. Apparently it popped up in a book in 2002 called epidemic, how teen sex is killing our kids. And, uh, I guess allegedly it was written in the book that somebody was having rainbow parties as a ute, but you know, everybody come into the low key big hog get together is full grown. So what say you, what do you, what do you think about this concept of a rainbow party here in Huntsville? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Efren, sorry. I don't know if you wanted to wear the lipstick or, uh, have it apply. What? I didn't know what he had in mind. Like I've never attended one, but I'm open-minded, you know? So let's talk about this. Uh, there's a couple ballets here in town. I'm a cultured man. As you know, I'm a man of uh, art and refined taste. My home uh, reeks of mahogany and leather bound books. <laughs> Would you be interested in getting a little field trip put together for us to take some of the fellows to the shoe show? I mean, to the ballet, uh, the ballet, the, ba- uh, yeah, we can take them to the ballet. Okay, cool. Uh, this ballet, um, you don't buy your tickets in advance. You just need a lot of ones, $1 bills. They, I don't, I don't think they have a good change operation there. I don't know, but you need ones. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, good. That's good. Is that the place where you can get a dance and chiggers all in one? Uh, Tony, we don't say that word in 2019. Chiggers. Yeah, I heard you, and you, you've repeated it now. You need to calm down. We don't say that word. Those little bugs that bite you, you don't you don't talk bugs? about that? Anymore? My God, what are you doing on here? Listen, you're giving people a bad impression of the South right before they get down here. Look at Luke. Oh, he missed out of the way. Chad Licker's flying through the air. Dude, did you see that? I mean, you didn't see any buzz, or, I mean, did you, did you watch the show at all? What show were you talking about? This whole Michael Jackson thing that's taking the internet by storm. Uh, I, I started watching it and then I got to the point to where, uh, the guy said, uh, he taught me in Las Vegas how to masturbate oh. and that's, and that's when I cut it off. I said, I've, I've seen enough. I don't want to watch anything. No, nah, I've but, seen, I, don't, I, I mean, don't I'll, I'll delete all the Michael Jackson off my, uh, off my iTunes and, and oh, no, just, don't do that. No, no, he's, I'm putting it all to bed. Pardon the pun, but I'm not watching that. Like, okay, got it. Out. Yeah. yeah, that's what I did. When when the, when the guy said that, I turned it off. So. When I saw they were showing a bunch of uh, like what? clips of the kids as little kids, I was like, dude, I'm fu- I'm fucking all the way out on this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
it's pretty pretty apparent their fucking parents were fucking numbskulls. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, and Dr. Death and Nikita Koloff get the win. Nikita with the Russian sickle. And boy, was that fun. Little visit from JR. Look at this shit. Seth Rollins in his time machine. <laughs> and Kevin Sullivan. The goddamn devil in a bathrobe. <laughs> it's a it's grudge a- match. Wow. How about that? Clash of the champions. Mm. The American dream. Dusty Rhodes. The goddamn devil. Kevin Sullivan. This is a damn grudge that uh, has been years in the making, too, right? I, they had quite a these, run against each other down in Florida. Look at the hair on these women. Dude, these haircuts. Holy shit. 1980s, man. 1980s. And, and no... Uh, have you noticed that... We Have we seen many entrances at all in this show? It's like, get them in the ring, ring the bell. Well, it it might be because they realized, Hey, we don't have rights to any of this music. We can't play it. Mm, That's right. We've just always just, uh, done things illegally. Like we didn't give a shit or didn't know any better. Like that was some sort of legal workaround. Ignorance is not a defense, but whatever. Oh, you just slapped the shit out of Gary Hart. Gary Hart's going to pull out his damn switchblade in a minute. Whoa. You ever see Gary's knife? Uh, never did. You heard about it though. Uh, I understand he was a pretty tough guy. He nicknamed his blade. Really? Yep. Oh, look at this. Is that a squeegee? Is Brian Pillman here? No. It's a squeegee. What? <laughs> okay. Were you, did you see the squeegee? No, it was for people who were hanging out. You wouldn't have been there. I was, I was there that night. Really? You saw it happen. I didn't see it happen. No, but I was there that night. I didn't figure you did. I didn't see it happen. I said you didn't, you know, you said I didn't figure you did. Yeah, I know. I know what I said. I didn't figure you did, but I was there that night. Great. Exactly where it was. I went by that hotel the other night. On my way back from, um, where was I coming back? Old miss. I think his nickname for the blade was, um, Lucille, but for the purposes of our story, it's going to be Lois. <laughs> okay. And, oh, what's the story? That was okay. it. Just a few threatened to fuck him around on his money. <laughs> he would go back there and start playing with his knife and magically you'd find that money. You owed him <laughs> tough guy, man. So what do you think, um, his protocol here? I mean, Kevin Sullivan was involved in the booking at this point, right? Mm, yes. So you got one booker wrestling another right now, right? Uh, somewhat. What does what does somewhat mean? Well, it listen, Dusty Dusty did all the booking. Kevin just helped him with putting matches together. That's all. So Kevin at this point had to just sell whatever Dusty wanted because yeah, exactly. Is it true that uh, Dusty Rhodes would strut that ass around the locker room a lot, wearing boots and nothing else? Uh, I heard that story. I never saw that. You never saw Dusty naked? No. Well, that's not true. I've seen him naked, but not naked running around the locker room. Whoa, whoa. Where did you see him naked then? Uh, that time that we were, I, I told the story that we were going out to Tucson, Arizona and interviewing Willie Nelson. And he showed Willie as Willie? <laughs> no. No, no. 
Motherfucker, take a shoe off and beat Dusty Rhodes with it. What the fuck? Well, he's just thankful it wasn't uh, a blade, probably. Yeah. So help me understand what. Oh God, what, you gotta come. Why was Dusty naked? I knocked on his hotel room door okay. and I said, "You about ready?" And he said, "Is Willie out there?" I said, "Yes, he's out there." He said, "Good." The star always walks out second. So he jumped out of bed fully naked and put on his jeans and his shirt and walked out. And that's when I saw him naked. Boy, I I feel like you just gave a deposition. I was hoping for a joke. (laughs) That was so factual though. Well, that's, I, I, that's, I mean, I, what else? Did he give him the golden spike? I don't think you were allowed to talk about that. He did. Look at that. He's got a jab on his throat. Was that Lucille? I was thinking the same thing. That was Lucille's handle. Let me just tell you, I love when a wrestler would like grab him around the head or whatever. And then after they're hooked, slap his hands together. Like I want to get a good grip on this. Do you think Kevin Sullivan's arms were long enough to wipe his ass? <laughs> yeah, he probably had gator arms. Like you do whenever the check comes and we go to dinner. <laughs> well, no, oh, I don't let know. me get this. Ah! You make that noise too. <laughs> and your, your arms just dangle. Like, <laughs> no, no, it, your, your arms are bent where your elbows are at your side. They're touching your ribs and your, your forearms are like as tucked back as tight as they can get, but your, your rent, your, your, no. your wrists are limp and you just sort of flap them and flail no. them. And you go, ah, no, that's uh, that's not, that's, that's changed a great deal since I got one of our company credit cards. Oh, fuck. I know. I saw the statement from Nam this week and I'm like, God damn. Uh, well, what did he buy at Bloomingdale's? I bought my wife lunch at Bloomingdale's at the cafeteria there. Oh, dusty man. People fucking love this shit, man. Flip flop and fly. Boom. I know. I, I was so hopeful when uh, Cody had a big match last year that he was going to break that out, and he, yeah. and he won't do it. He won't. No. Wow. He said that's not mine. Yeah, but I mean, it would be a big pop. There it is. He had Lucille, and he just said, "You picked the wrong time to leave me, Lucille." Oh, and Dusty got it. No blood. One. Nope. Oh my God. Call it for the wreck. Call for the DQ. Motherfucker. It's amazing. You know, the, one of the trademarks of dusty was that left arm of his had all those marks. What the fuck? Oh my God. It's Al Perez. I mean, it's Seth Rollins. It's CrossFit. Jesus. <laughs> CrossFit. Oh my God. Somebody Iris up, please. What the fuck? Seriously. If, uh, oh, they're just whipping him with a chain. Yeah. Dude, that's not cool. No, that's not. You think JR is having a meltdown on the actual commentary? Well, I'm, I'm the sure he thinks. Texas got to reach down here. Rhodes, their hands cracked together. Rhodes is going to pin. How about uh, Dusty Rhodes pinned Gary Hart? How about that? And then just sits in the crowd. What a great moment that <laughs> is. Dusty had that, he had that ability, man. He had that great sense of timing and just look at that. 
just to improvise that moment. And what a great moment it was. And what's cool is he jumped over that guardrail, very cat-like uh-huh. and then just popped a squat. Oh my gosh. Ricky and Ivan in a chain match. Boy, this is going to be fun right here. Yes, sir, buddy. All right. Do you want to be Ricky or do you want to be Ivan? Cause we're doing voices the whole time. Okay. I want to be Ricky. Okay. Yeah. You, you be Ricky. I'll be Ivan Koloff. First you be you. Okay. Uh, to my right, I believe, uh, this is a former NFL star. Uh, we talk about the third element in the ring now, the special referee assigned. We're very pleased to have with us number 68, left guard, San Francisco 49ers, 11 years in the NFL, one of the greatest offensive linemen ever. Big John Ayers with us. And, John, you've been assigned to be the special referee for this match, NWA World Heavyweight title. And I know you know a lot about pressure in the big game. I've been very fortunate. In my what, what's he saying right now? Uh, I'm being very fortunate that uh, – I, uh, didn't really, they make that much money in the NFL. Of course, uh, people in the money made money in the NFL, uh, later. So I would have to be a professional wrestling referee and I'm going to try to call it down the middle as best as I, a lot of people say that wrestling is fake and phony. Wait a second. You shouldn't say that word fake and phony with Rick Blair there. See, I interrupted him. Hmm. I want to tell you something, John Ayers, motherfucker. There's nothing fake and nothing fucking phony about professional wrestling. It may be fake and phony in the NFL. You may get away with holding people all the time, because I understand you're a cheating motherfucker. I understand you're just like Conrad Dobler. Remember Conrad Dobler? Played for the St. Louis Cardinals. That's right. Before they were the Arizona Cardinals, they were the St. Louis Cardinals. He was a cheating motherfucker, too. And you're a cheating motherfucker as well. Now, the only thing I'd say is I, I'm going to call it down the middle. I'm just looking for a paycheck. Because as you know, we don't get paid enough money in the NFL right now. And most of us are going to be vegetables when we get a little bit older. Well, here's the thing I'm going to say to you. You may say you would call it down the middle, but this is the greatest sport in the world. This is not football. This is not the NBA. This is not fucking baseball like the man to my right loves. This is professional wrestling. And now they're finally letting me be the nature boy, Ric Flair. And I've got this little fat baseball announcer to my right. I got this jack off of an offensive lineman of the San Francisco 49ers to my right. Hey, let me ask you something. Has the San Francisco 49ers done anything without Joe Montana? I can answer that. The answer is no. So why don't you just go back to San Francisco and have a rainbow party? How about that? I don't even know what a rainbow party is, but if it'll give me a payday and a paycheck, then I would probably go for it. But I just like to say, I will call this straight down the middle. Do you know what even match we're talking about, John Ayers? Do you know what we're talking about right now? Do you even know the guy to my left? Do you know his name? Come on. Uh, he was a, he's a world heavyweight champion. Very big in the South. Tell me his name. Do you know the guy to my left, his name? And it's not Tommy Rich, by the way. And let's go to the ring. I think John Ayers is dead. Well. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> I think he is. I think he passed away. Yeah, he, he uh, is. He's, he's super dead. He died in 95. Yeah, super dead. God, that wasn't that long after this. I know. I mean, here's the thing, too. He was born in 53. Yeah. And died in 95. And made two Super Bowls. Mm. He, had liver, he had liver cancer, by the way. I know everybody's going to say it was CTE because you called him a vegetable, but he had liver cancer. Right. I see the, the chain. Ivan Koloff has the chain and I already have it around my wrist 
and I have this Russian assassin to my right who it really pisses me off. He's like uh, three feet taller than me. And I have Paul Jones, which may be one of the worst managers ever. And, oh, here comes that redneck out. Hey, baby, I don't know who you're calling a redneck, baby. I'm just here to rock and roll. You hear me? This whole crowd's going to be rocking in a minute, man, going, go, Ricky, go, go, Ricky, go. I held up three fingers there. That's how many girls I done fucked today. Three. Yeah. He may have say he fucked three, but I want to tell you, he's going to get fucked as soon as I strap this around his wrist and we're not going to strap it around his dick. Mr. Referee, we're going to strap it around his wrist and we'll see about this cock and roll express. I mean the rock and roll express. See if there's bad. Now we're going to talk over a little bit, Paul. I want you to stay on the outside. Leave me alone because I'm, I used to be WWF champion. Hey, I win already. No, the match hasn't started. Ricky Morton told me a tremendous joke. I'd like to share with you. Okay. We're talking on the phone the other day uh, about Starcast. And uh, here's a spoiler, if it's not already announced by this point. The Rock and Roll Express are going to be a StarCast. Hot damn. And he knows me, and of course he knows uh, Mrs. Thompson. And we were talking just a couple days after Valentine's Day, and he said, Hey, man, uh, how you been? Good. Well, I hadn't seen you since November at Wrestle Cage. I'll have a good Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes, sir. How about New Year's? Yes, sir. Well, did y'all do anything good for Valentine's Day? I said, Well, yeah, I took the wife to dinner and got her some chocolate and flowers and the whole deal. And he said, man, I did that for the first time in a long time. I said, what's that? And he said, got my wife flowers. It's probably been first time in a decade. I said, really? And he said, man, she was so excited when I came home and I had those flowers. She looked at me and said, well, I guess you expect me to spread my legs now. And I said, well, honey, goddamn, I was thinking we'd use a vase. Oh, I'm glad I finished my drink. <laughs> As only Ricky Morton could tell. There, you blonde-headed motherfucker, Rock and Roll Express. This is a Russian chain match that I made popular in Mother Russia. Oh, and stay down. And while you're down, let me tell you about Amway. Also, me, Paul Jones, Cowboy Ron Bass, we all sell Amway. You know what Amway's good for? Uh-huh, getting chain burns off your neck. We got this lotion you see. Uh, get chain burns off your neck. Ha ha ha. I'll pick up this little pussy of a boy. He's not even six feet tall. Only thing he can do is sell. You want to sell? You little redneck. How about selling this? I'm going to wrap this chain around. Oh, how about sell that a little bit, huh? Uh, there we go. Into the ropes. And oh, what? Wait a minute. Oh. Ricky? Listen, he's selling, baby. He can't breathe, baby. Okay, how about that then? Down you go once again. Stomp you once again. Nikita Koloff, you know, I took him under my wing and he pissed everybody off. He got everybody mad because he wanted to really be a Russian behind the scenes too. And I told him, no, you don't need to be a Russian behind the scenes because I'm really a Canadian and I'm a good guy behind the scenes. But no, okay, here's how we went at one and going to touch number two. And I'm going to touch number three. Hang on, baby. Don't touch three and four. I got kids. Hang on, baby. There we go. Whoa. Dell. 
Okay, who's going to call this spot? I get back. Anyway, as I was saying, Nikita wanted to piss everybody off. Do you know his name is Scott Simpson? Did you know that his real name? And he changed his name to Nikita Koloff? How dare he use Oh, my- he broke my dick. God damn. Uh, that's not all I'll break. Uh, I'm sure that if, if I did break your dick, that you'll still get pussy tonight using Robert Gibson's dick. Oh, oh, down I go. Well, I swear, I swear you got me fucked up, Ivan, because difference between me and old Robert Gibson is I'll walk up and put it in. And he puts it in and walks up. Oh. Uh, 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 let me let me go let me go on uh, let me bend down so that people won't see me laughing. That, oh, that's a funny joke. Oh, 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 to kick me again. Oh, 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 God. I I have I've had many of these Russian chain matches against much worthier opponents than you, you little Tennessee hillbilly redneck motherfucker. Ugh, how about that? All right, I'm gonna make you laugh while you're trying to choke the shit out on me. I went to visit Tony Shivani the other day. Yeah. And his dog bug was licking his dick. He's just uh, down there wearing that little rascal out. And uh, I said, man, I wish I could do that. Uh, and Robert Gibson said, don't you do it, Rick. That dog will bite the shit out of you. Okay. Uh, well, as I bring you to the corner, what was the bug doing? Licking Tony's dick. Oh, it wasn't Tony's dick. It was his own dick. Don't uh, nobody oh, lick oh, his oh, dick. Oh, Not oh, even Lois. Oh, I get it now. Oh, oh, that's funny. Oh, oh. Oh, well, oh, they think I'm, they think I'm in pain, but I'm laughing at that joke now. Cause I get it down. Like, Oh, Oh, damn it. That, did I tell you that Nikita Koloff pissed off everybody? Everybody hated him. Arn Anderson hated him. Oh, but he, he used to take, he used to spit in Jim Cornette's dairy queen desserts in the back when we used to do promos and I would say, I'll do promos. Oh, which you're supposed to work that chain. You little fucking flea bag. Oh no. Am I going to lose a Russian chain match? Jesus. No, I can't lose a Russian chain match. No. Ah, break it. Now, where was I with that story? Oh, yes. Even Arn Anderson hated him. Arn Anderson said if, uh, uh, if he had had a chance to stab Sid Vicious or Nikita Koloff, he would have stabbed Nikita first. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, and uh, here we go again. Up on top. Ricky, do more than just sell the entire time, okay? Now, I'm going to get up top. I want you to pull on this chain. Pull me off the top, okay? I'm gathering up the thing. There you go. Shit, that hurt. Is that the most predictable spot ever in a chain match? It is. (laughs) Oh, God. You know what? This is uh, is not a bad match, is it? Have you seen Ricky Morton ever have a bad match? No, you're right. You're right. By the way, I want to let all of our Loki Big Hog members know that I did reach out to Ricky Morton to see if he could do a run-in for our Loki Big Hog weekend. And he was unavailable, so oh. we don't have any guests. I wanted to make Ricky the big surprise. And he can't make it, so huh. no, no guests. Your only guest is Cassio Kid, and half of you are going to hate that. So thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm in the the half that hates it. Yeah, of course. No, I get it. Because okay. while, while he's while you're down here, he's going to try to leverage your relationship to get you to do Cassio's cut, his new podcast that nobody listens to. Well, you'll have 40 people listen to it that night. If we do it that night, God, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm bummed out now. Fuck. Now I hope I, I I don't remember how this actually ended, but I hope Ivan beats the fuck out of him right now. Why? Yeah. 
Kevin yeah. Sullivan's got something to say about it. Listen. Okay. Why, why, why do you hope that? Because he's standing us up at the low key big hog event. Motherfucker. What the fuck he's got to do? Oh, let, let me give you some more good news about the low key big hog get together. Okay. He ain't got any. Ricky Morton ain't got anything. Beat him. The, Beat. uh, the NWA tag team titles from this show. They're going to be at the low key big hog event. Yeah, that's, that is, I hear Kevin in the background. They are the United States championship. Uh, it's going to be there. The real one, the, the big, real belt, the, the big gold belt. It's going to be there. Oh, the real gold, big gold belt. Yeah. We're going to have lots of fun, little wrestling artifacts for Loki big hogs to check out and take pictures with and do the whole deal. Oh, I'm even going to have, um, Paul Jones there now. Not no, no, he's going to be stuffed. Like, I don't know. I'm a collector. So. <laughs> Yeah. I asked about that little riding crop and it wasn't available. I asked about the hat. It wasn't available. I asked about the vest. It wasn't available. And eventually the family just offered me him. Mm. So, and you went for it. Didn't yeah. You? He's stuffed. Yeah. You're a collector. I am. And Kevin's apparently really pissed off about that in the back. Kevin is, he's half hot about it. Mm. I think the socks may have just gotten swept. Or maybe he just read that Ben lost all his wife. I don't know. <laughs> How great would it be if he, if Kevin just found out oh. <laughs> what, what do you mean? She's gone. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I don't mean that she's dead. I just, I, like I, what you mean. I understand. But you got to clarify. Sometimes people think I'm joking about death and I only do that with Paul Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Everybody loved Paul Jones. I never got to meet him. Mm, oh yeah. Paul's a good guy. I did get to meet Ivan, man. Two of the three in this are, are, are no longer with us. Is that something? Ricky Morton though. He's got child support. He ain't going nowhere. Oh, he's going to be around. He'll outlive us all. Well, some bitch could tell, are they going to do this same spot again where they pull Ricky going to get up and pull him from the top again? Nope. Oh, what the fuck? Both go down. Double knockout. Double knockout, baby. You know, took that wide shot there. That's, that's the, uh, the, uh, safety rail. I remember more than any, that blue safety rail. They painted around the ring, the blue little bullshit step over fence. Yeah. Blue little. Yeah. Where was this? Uh, I don't even remember where this clash of champions took place. Hmm. Hmm. Have to look it up. Cause I know the first one was Greensboro. Second one was Miami. The New York knockout, which was number nine. We just did obviously is in Troy, New York. You don't know where this one is. You're saying, no, I don't know. How do you not know that? They covered it right at the top of the fucking deal. They did. Oh my gosh. You didn't watch the show at all. Did you? No, I didn't watch this one. We covered it last week too. It's at the Albany civic center in Albany, Georgia. Oh, great. Albany, Georgia. The man. next one is in Chattanooga. The one after that Cleveland, Ohio, that's enough. Then new Orleans, okay. then Fort Bragg, then Columbia, then Troy, then Corpus Christi, then Charleston. See, that's what you, that's the noise you make when the check comes. Oh, I'll get it. Um, Albany, Georgia. Great place. <laughs> Fuck you. 
Yeah, it is. Albany, Georgia's a great place. Albany, Georgia sucks a dick. No, it does not. Don't yes. say that. Yes, it does. Oh, you know what? You're saying that because you're from Alabama. Ricky Martin wins. And look at the fans. Man, they're fucking digging this. Yes, sir. Now, Paul Jones is mad at Ivan. We're going to have a little angle here, maybe. You think? Yeah, I think they're getting ready to turn Ivan babyface here. Russian assassin dumps Ricky. And now they're going to beat the shit out of uncle Ivan. And then maybe Nikita will come to his aid. Am I remembering this right? We're going to see. I mean, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I was Shivani in it by that time. Oh, of course. I wasn't doing the commentary. It's like, oh yeah. How about that? Down you go, motherfucker. Don't fuck with me. And don't watch out. Yeah. Come behind me. Oh. Can I give you an idea of what I think? What the fuck? Oh, we got another Russian assassins. We got two of them. There's only one person could come out and help him, isn't it? There's only one person could come out and help out Ivan Koloff here. Come on, Nikita. Help out Uncle Ivan. Come on, man. Oh, fuck. That's pretty stiff, actually. I don't think they care. <laughs> they apparently don't. Somebody send Nikita out. Okay, so I don't know who the second Russian assassin is. I don't know either, but the way these guys are trying to put on fake Russian bullshit accents, (laughs) you know, it's probably hard for anybody to understand. It probably sounded something like this. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's, that's how it sounded like Daffy duck trying to call spots. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, they're going to do it again. Now Nikita's going to come out. I would think anytime now, come on. He's got to be coming out here. They're going to hang oh, him. Oh, they're going to hang him. They're going to hang him. He's opened up. He's bleeding. Boy, Ivan used to do some great blade jobs. In his day, if you can call a blade job, great. Hanging him by oh. a chain. Oh God. Oh, got a commercial. Nothing. Sting and Barry Windham for the belt coming up. Our main event. Well, Vince McMahon wouldn't have that shit. It'd be for the championship. Mm. Damn straight, man. He doesn't like that for the belt shit. Does he? he didn't like the word belt. I already only wear suspenders. All right, everybody, we're here with a football guy. So, you know, they can put me up for this and I'm pretty excited because they tell me he was a guard, but you don't look like you got enough meat on your bones to be a guard, maybe a tight end. And well, that's what old Barnett was telling me in the back. Anyway, uh, we're excited to have you here. Now, of course I should probably be letting you talk, but everybody knows I like microphone time. Uh, tell us a little bit about why exactly it is you're here and why aren't you playing football with Joe Montana winning Super Bowls? Because that's what we reckon you ought to be doing. And, and really for you to be here uh, as a guard, I don't understand. 
Well, I just wanted to stand beside the greatest professional wrestling announcer of all time. And I knew it was you. And I thought I'll go out and stand here beside him. And who knows, maybe I'll become a wrestling announcer one day. Tony Shivani became one. He was a baseball guy. Well, I don't know about that. You see, there's not enough room around here. We already got Shivani and Cottle. Yeah. Okay. That's enough talking for you. All right. Let's get back to me. Uh, maybe next time we could get Jerry Rice or Joe Montana or somebody people had actually heard of. All right. Here we go. By the way, is it just me or is this the most feminine jacket Sting ever had? Well, it's a rainbow jacket. I'm saying that jacket right there looks like it was part of a Pat Benatar concert set. Like it was worn in a video for salon hair products. It is the eighties Conrad. I know. And nothing says eighties like Barry Windham with a fingerless glove. Tell everybody why he didn't have fingers on there. Wasn't it so he could get on his iPhone? <laughs> no. Because that's the type of glove his father wore. Oh, it was a, it's a second generation thing. Fans knew of blackjack mulligan in the glove. And I bet you anything, Barry is going to try to put the claw on sting before this match is over. I'm going to hang up on you if he does. No, no, don't you dare. Because as we know, I mean, look, the Von Erichs used the claw. Baron Von Raschke used the claw. Blackjack Mulligan used it. It was a legitimate winning hold. Did you ever see anybody put a claw on someone so hard and squeeze their head so far hard that there would be blood coming down their forehead, down their nose, right in the middle there? Yeah. Just because of pressure from the, from the grip. Sure. Tony. Mm. No, I, I saw it many times. Yeah. I, I saw Baron Von Raschke put the claw on Paul Orndorff one time in the Richmond Coliseum for the world tag team title and Orndorff just bleeding profusely right down and blood running down the nose, dripping off the end of the nose. You know what else you saw? What? Me at your daughter's wedding. You know what I never saw? What? You at mine. <laughs> wow, man. That's some deep rooted problems there. You still haven't gotten over that. Whoa. Well, here's the problem. When I called you on it, you said, ah, I'll get the next one. Hey, listen, <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? And you said, well, it's not, it's not a slide on you. She's a fucking flare. Hey, we ain't done <laughs> this. Look, here's the deal. This is our main event match. Let's get with it. Okay. Okay. I'll just lay out. You call it. No, straight. no, don't lay out. We talk back and forth. No, no. I know it's what up. you're going to do. You're going to pull and the court Bauer can confirm this. You're going to Shivani. And I'm going to have to call Jim Cornette to just finish the goddamn job here. <laughs> no, I'm not. Not with you, my good friend, my longtime close personal friend. Pally. <laughs> I love that you called me your longtime close personal friend. I've known you less than three years. Well, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's longer than most friends stay with me. That's oh. true. Oh, my gosh, man. That was <laughs> some strength just to hold him up there. It was. What a, they, they made the most out of that brutal spot. Do you think if Barry Windham would have had 25, 35 more pounds of muscle, Vince would have made him? Yeah. I mean, he can work his ass off. He's taller than anybody imagines. I mean, he's just got great psychology. I mean, he's got great ring work. Like everything he does is wonderful and he's giant, but if he just had a little bit more mass on him, would that have been what Vince wanted and then try to go with him? You think? Yeah, he, he doesn't have the definition that Vince wants, wanted, and yeah, I guess still. I, don't get me wrong; I'm not sliding 
his condition. He, he looks, he looks great. Uh, but I'm just saying Vince wanted a more unnatural look. Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. And thus the world bodybuilding building federation. Vince was into stuff like that. Jim Helwig, Hulk Hogan. Hey, you know what? This, this is fun. Let's just play hypothetical. Let's pretend things wind up a little differently. And in 1988, instead of warrior going to the WWF and sting coming to WCW, what if that were different? What if they had switched places? What if sting went through world-class then eventually got signed by the WWF and warrior went through the UWF and eventually went to Jim Crockett. What would you guys have done with warrior? Hmm. Well, we, I don't, we probably wouldn't have used him. And I say that because he wasn't that great of a worker and they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have liked him. They would have liked the look. Maybe hang on, hang on. You guys pushed the shit out of the road warriors. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, uh, as I'm answering your question, we pushed the shit out of Lex Luger too. Didn't we Lex Luger, the road warriors staying yeah. to me, you guys would have done something with warrior, but it is hard to imagine flair and warrior going to a time limit draw at clash of the champions one, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so what would you have done? Would you have had warrior just destroy flair clash? Uh, no, I, you asking me to book it now, 31 yeah, yeah. Years later. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I wouldn't have had him all with flair. I would have had him as a big baby face. Is and it, then flair was a heel. So I don't know. I can't answer that. You said, you, I, I'm not saying I me understand. Wasn't sting a baby face here. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to say, I, I don't know what I would have done with warrior. You don't know. You I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I guess there wouldn't have been room. I think for warrior and Luger in the same promotion together. Cause I think they were been just alike, you know, big, whoa, nobody compares those two, but you really, yeah. One guy had, was all entrance and jacked up and paint and crazy hair. And the other guy pointed with his finger, <laughs> took a shirt off and oiled up and flexed. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying they both had a lot of sizzle, but no substance. I I'm think not we disparaging are disparaging Lex Luger. I love Lex Luger. Oh, yeah. I'm not disparaging Lex Luger either. Sounds like you are. Oh. Boy, Barry takes some bumps for the big guy, couldn't he? Yeah, he could. Man. Hey, uh, Barry's going to be at StarCast? Yeah, yeah. So Sting. So JJ Dillon. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I know Barry's had some health problems. I look forward to seeing him again. That was one of his questions. He says, is Shivani going to be there? And I said, <laughs> yes. And he says, I got to charge you a little more. <laughs> yeah. The fact is, is that Barry, because of how big he was, the size he was, could probably, he could hold his own with anybody drinking. As a matter of fact, he could drink probably anybody under the table. Not and me. I, made, I made the mistake many times of trying to drink with him. Huh? And you woke up with jalapenos in your hair. Yeah. And a, and a hamburger stuck in on my back. But that was, uh, that was a great story. And that was, he was good. He at, at that time was a good friend. You got his phone number. Yeah. Okay. Send it to me. What do I get? You get my love, admiration, and friendship for the rest of your life. Don't I already have all that shit. <laughs> I want something new now. Yeah. You want something new now. Yeah. 
Holy shit! This match. Well, we got, we still got about what twenty minutes in the show. I know, and I, I'm I'm gassed. <laughs> no, you're not. This, these guys are uh, these guys are putting on a pretty good match here. Love that safety rail. You know what? Uh, you know what is the number one crop down in Albany, Georgia? Uh, probably. Um, let me guess. All right, go ahead. Meth. Crop. It's meth. Pecans. Nah, that's pecan-flavored yeah. meth. <laughs> Albany, Georgia is famous for pecans. Albany, Georgia sucks a dick. No, it does Would you stop that? It does, though. No, I got some great friends from Albany, Georgia. I really do. Tell me about them. What makes them so goddamn great? Well, I, I know uh, a couple of them who, work, uh, who I work with in another job. Great. Well, tell them they fucking suck, and I said so. <laughs> Albany sucks, dude. And nobody wants to live near Albany. Well, that's like, it's what, like, what, whatever happened with you in Albany, something happened to you in Albany, Georgia. No, just, you know, it sucks. It's like, you know what I call Albany, Georgia? Not nothing. <laughs> well, okay. That's right in the same area. And, and guess what? It sucks too. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. I encourage everybody at home. Google image, Albany, Georgia. Oh no, don't do that. Albany is a good town. Good people live there. <laughs> you, <in>. it's awful. <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking about Albany anymore. Okay. I'm not talking about They've it. They've got a caution light. I'm talking about this match. That, I mean, that's what they got, bro. A caution, the caution light. light tells you, turn around, turn around, caution, turn around. Don't come in our town. Is that what the caution light says? Meanwhile, look up Huntsville. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And you will see the picture of Conrad Thompson. That's not true. I just Google him Huntsville. I'm not on here at all. And you'll see the floor plan for the Conradison, which all our low key big hogs are excited about coming and seeing. Well, they're not coming. No. And the, Ooh. Ooh. These guys are hell of a match here, man. Put the claw on him, Barry. Oh no. Got him over one, two. Boy, Tommy young man sliding through that time. Counting Albany, Georgia. He was thinking, would you leave Albany, Georgia alone? Sucks a dick. You know, you know what you are? What? You are a North Alabama elitist is what you there's are. There's no such thing. You know, uh, you may think there's not, but look in the mirror when this podcast is over with North Alabama elitist N A E. Whoa. Power slammed him out. Hey, let me be clear. Yeah. I've never even been to Albany, Georgia. I'm trying to make you laugh. We used to quit taking everything so damn seriously. You've never been to Albany, Georgia? What's no. wrong with you? You know where else I've never been? Dothan, Alabama? No, I've never been to 4665 Newell Drive in Marietta, Georgia. I uh, neither have one, two, I got a two count. Neither have I. Is it for sale? Do you know anything about it? Can you tell I us about it? it? I don't know anything about Why it. Why don't we you? give a goddamn tour of it? Hey, you know what's good about doing this show with you? You can edit stuff. You damn fucking way. You motherfucking right. Well, hang on now. Hang on now. Let's not, let's not run our mouth too much because the best I can tell you're over here offering up goddamn tours of my house. I can't give your address. I'm looking at your house right now. <laughs> I'm not offering up tours at your house. Yeah. Your, your shit's all over Zillow, son. I'm looking at you. Uh, meanwhile. 
Thanks for being with us for the Clash of the Champions 3. Hope you've enjoyed this match because it's a good one. Barry Windham and Sting. Look at Barry all tied. That's that's a variation of the of the J.J. Holly Gully. What's the name of that ground cover you have between your driveway and your front door? It's called uh, Fuck You Mulch. No, it's not mulch. It's something else. I forget what that's called, but I've got it too. Juniper? Yeah. It's Juniper. It's Juniper. That's cool. And you've got like that ivy around that tree in the backyard. That's cool. Barry doing the, uh, the zombie, the zombie walk. Barry used to sometimes take a, take it. He would get a headshot to the, uh, ring post like that. Come up bleeding like he is right now. And then he'd come up and he'd do the, the death walk towards me. And I'd run from him. He'd keep, he'd keep doing that death walk around the ring and I'd keep running. These are during house shows, of course. Holy shit. What a bump. Man, your neighbor really did their house up nice with that wood. Yeah. Hey, Conradison, I've got a, we've got a match going on here. Okay. And there's JJ over. Is JJ coming to Starcast? Yes. So Sting. So is Barry Windham. So is Tony Schiavone. So is Jim Ross. So is Ric Flair. Yep. That 49 is not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> crying shame. Uh, by the way, uh, <coughs> lots of requests for a dead wrestler seance. Yeah. I, I wanted to do that. We talked about doing that. Oh, that was clearly a joke. You got to stop. <laughs> you know, how disrespectful that would be to somebody who was there. If we were doing it for one of their relatives, they lost. I can't do that for real. It was just a joke. No. They don't listen to the show, so they wouldn't know that it was a joke, but I've gotten lots of serious questions. Like, no, we got to raise the macho man from the dead. No, we're not. It was a joke. Wow. Look at that punch. Oh, look, there are people out there who really believe that seances work. No, they don't. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm with you. No, they don't. I agree, but I'm married to one. A person here believes it. Yeah. But she also believed that you had nine inches could make it hurt. (laughs) She didn't know you were just going to fuck her twice and hit her in the head with a frying pan. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think I just, uh, I'm staying here and I've put Barry Windham. I mean, Tony (laughs) Schiavone to sleep. (laughs) Oh, oh God. (laughs) But there are people, there are probably people are coming to Starcast who really believe that seances work. I hope not. And who knows? Maybe they do Conrad. They don't. You've ever been, you ever been to one? Oh my God. Is that really the thing we're using to argue this now? No, I, I just, uh, just, it just could be it. Look, you, a man likes to make a buck. Hell I know you like to make a buck more than anything. So if people are going to pay for a seance, dole on out the money. By the way, a couple dudes on Twitter this last week called me a carny. <laughs> a carny. <laughs> now, and, and by definition, doesn't that mean that I like bait and switch people or something? No, I just told them the kids this here is ass. That's all. Oh, no. I, I just muted them. I, I don't block anybody, but I'll mute the fuck out of you on Twitter. And there you think you're trolling him and he's not even seeing it. That's probably the best way to go. By the way, uh, I wish I could meet my goddamn dogs. You know, when we first started doing this, I didn't have any fucking dogs. Yeah. 
Now I got married. I got two goddamn dogs. Is this how it begins? Cause you got a fucking army of dogs at your house. Yeah, I know. Did it start with one and then quickly became two. And now you look around and you got more damn dogs than you do kids. <laughs> Is that what's happening? That's what's happening. And you know what they'll say? If she says, if, if your wife says, Hey, I'm going to go buy PetSmart, uh, they're having, uh, adoption today say, no, let's go out to dinner or don't let her go there because she'll come back with the dog every time. Don't let her go there. What am I supposed to do? Well, you say, let's go out to dinner or how about let's go watch a movie or why don't you, you know, clean up the kitchen. Oh, that's right. You got maids. Uh, I don't know. Just make up something. Hey, can I get that for you and Lois for your, uh, for like a wedding present? What a maid service. Yes, you can. Okay. Oh, but see, I was, you were supposed to get me a wedding present. I wasn't supposed to get you one. I see. Okay. My bad. I always get that confused since you didn't come and all. Here we go again. My God. Part of the low key big hog get together weekend. is going to be me just going through wedding photos with the group, but I'll make you stand outside (laughs) because you clearly don't want to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Barry Wyndham going for the figure four leg lock here. Fucking Kevin Sullivan ruins everything. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan will shut the fuck up. I was thinking about bringing bug to the low key big hog thing. And you know, uh, cause I was going to stay at your house. No, no, you're not. Why not? Cause Scott got you a hotel block for a reason. Fuck. Why, why the fuck would I let you stay at my house? You don't even come to my goddamn wedding. Now you want to come over. How am I going to explain that to the missus? Oh, seriously. I'm going to parade a bunch of motherfuckers through here and you're going to be the ringleader. And and she's going to be like, oh, you can do this shit, but you can't come to my fucking wedding. And she's going to kick you in the balls and hit you in the head with a frying pan. (laughs) I'm kidding. She don't even know if I own a frying pan. She's never been in there. Oh God. Cassio. Uh, oh, I hear Kevin Sullivan on your side now too. I know you're shaking. Uh, Cassio recently said that, uh, Megan makes a mean Reservation is still <laughs> a line that her mom loves. Uh, I bet. Oh, shout out to, uh, our great close personal friend, David Fleer, who turned 40 years old last week. Uh, congratulations, David, 40 years old. Oh man. Barry Wyndham giving him the business. He must've just heard what David Flair did in WCW. He's half hot about it. Well, most people would be hot about it. When's she going in the hall of fame? She's got to go. Oh, I would think so too. Seriously. You don't think Stacey Keebler's going in the hall of fame, do you? Well, why not? Yeah. I mean, they got to put one woman in every year, so they probably will. Have you noticed that's the pattern? No, I haven't. I don't, I I couldn't even tell you who was, who went in the hall of fame last year. You put one black dude, you put one woman, put one tag team. Okay. Put one dead person. That's their go-to. Okay. Have they selected a dead person this year? China. Oh, okay. Well, okay. With DX, right? DX is going in as a group. Yeah. All right. Have you ever gone to a hall of fame induction ceremony? I've been to a few, but I've been to my last one. I'm not going anymore. I got stuck sitting on the floor last year Mm -hmm. because they were announcing mine and Bruce's new show on the network. Right. And I had to stay until almost the very end because they waited to almost the end to make the announcement. Mm. And man, that hillbilly Jim thing 
about halfway through, I was wondering, like, if I get up and walk out right now, are we going to lose this TV deal? <laughs> and Bruce talked me out of it. Cause you know, he wanted to be back real bad, well, but, but now that he's back, I mean, it's like, I ain't even got to go fuck this. No. Oh. Hey, look at the, look at the claw hold on the titty meat. Oh um, no. On the peck. Well, same thing. I mean, that's the hold you're trying to put on some ladies at Starcast. <laughs> no. no, I'm just talking about the claw. I'm trying to get the claw over Come here. here, Missy Hyatt. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Missy coming to Starcast? Oh, I meant, uh, Medusa oh. or Lita or mm. I don't know. Somebody. Wow. Oh, he's coming back somehow. Yes, he is, man. I tell you, these these guys have these guys have put in a hell of a match here. They really have. You know, in a real fight, I'm going to go straight to the titty twister, and if (laughs) it doesn't work, I'm going to blame Barry Windham. The titty, it wasn't the titty twister, Conrad. It was the claw. Oh, I'm gonna claw an armpit then. (laughs) Yeah, I'll guarantee if you got a good grip out of hurt like hell. Well, here's another thing you could do in a fight. You know, maybe punch him in the face. Well, that obviously didn't work, did it? Because Barry Windham's bleeding, but he's still in the match. But I mean, Sting's titty ain't even bleeding. <laughs> well, no, but it hurt. Probably going to bruise. Probably won't be able to lift that arm up tomorrow morning. Oh, oh, look at that elbow drop. As he was coming up, that looked oh. awesome. Yeah, it did, man. Sting, yeah. is he going to set up the big splash here? Nope. The beal, the hip toss. Mm. Either one. I never used to know the difference and I, you know what? I never cared. And it's not to do it from corner to corner and instead into the ropes reverses it and ref bump Uh-oh. down goes Tommy young. And that wasn't a good ref bump. That was a couple of guys kind of got lost in the ref bumpage there. Yeah. They're just tired. Yeah, they are. They worked a long time. Yeah. This match has been every bit of what? 20, 25 minutes. Feels like two days. <laughs> it does. There's your stinger splash. Ref bump. No ref. Come on. Get in there, JJ. Hit that motherfucker. Scorpion death lock. Hit him, JJ. Bring in the uh, old fucker with the chair. The, the chair that won't even fold up. A super padded chair that won't fold up. <laughs> and JJ, I guess he looks like he was trying to sell him some term life insurance. <laughs> He's going to might do the holy gully. He usually does the holy gully, but he do oh, Hit him with right the- in the head with the padding. I know I hate it when somebody hits me in the head with a pillow. I fall over flat. Bring the referee back in and sting full of desire. One, two. Oh, wait a minute. The 49er oh. stops it. Yeah. John Ayers has come in. John Ayers has done a better job of this so far than Bret Hart did at Starcade 97. <laughs> There you go. However, Ayers has got the big cowboy boots on. Yeah. JJ's trying to puff his chest out on him. Barry's about to hit him with the belt. Sting gets him. Oh, and Ayers picks up JJ in a chokehold, puts him in the corner. That's the, way, that's, that's the way Tony reaches for the check. <laughs> There's a new sheriff in town. Sting is the winner, but unfortunately, everyone. He will not win the U.S. Heavyweight Championship because there was a disqualification. Mm. Boy, those guys uh, put on a hell of a show, though. They really, really did. 
But don't forget the main event Sunday at 6.05 Eastern time, only on TBS. Well, uh, we're about out of time here, but there's still three minutes left in the show. Typical WCW, probably going to be some talking head action here. What say you? Yeah, I would think, well, I would think so. Sounds like a bunch of barking dogs to me. Fall brawl. All right, here it is. Go ahead, JR. Well, I'll tell you what, we had a hell of a show out here today. And, uh, all I can think about right now is how much I'm looking forward to getting back to my hotel room, enjoying some beef Turkey. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something, Jim, uh, here's a couple of things I wanted to say. I used to be the, uh, play-by-play guy of mid Atlantic championship wrestling. I worked for the Crockett's. Well, I did too, but see the Crockett's are going the fuck out of business. Cause I brokered them a horrible deal. That's going to wind up bankrupting them, but at least I got paid. Isn't that right, Tony? Yeah, well, Jim, thank you very much. As I'm sitting here, Rick, I know you're shaking your head. I'm one fucking foot out the door this year. uh, Next year, this time, I'll be the WWF. Well, me too, Tony. And keep me a spot up there because I go to the highest bidder. And the rumor in innuendo is that Ted Turner is going to buy this place. And pal, get your checkbook ready because I'm going to need two commas. Not one, but two because I'm going to find a way to spend three. You hear me? That's what I do. I'm custom made from head to toe, you jackass. That's why I've got this gold bow tie on and he's got a red one on. You know the difference? Red's for Crips and Stooges. Not me. I'm the nature boy, Ric Flair. Diamonds are forever. And so is the nature boy, Ric Flair and the four horsemen. Cause I'm the world's champion and I like to talk a lot and don't wrap me up. I'm still talking. I got time to fill. I talk with my hands. I got diamonds. I'm dripping. I got the Ric Flair drip. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm pointing myself me. Ha ha ha. Because that's what I do. And a minute ago, I referred to his blow tie and I said, Crips, it's actually the bloods. The Crips are blue. Snoop Dogg will be mad at me if I screwed that up, but he ain't watching this. In fact, nobody is except for the 40 people that Tony's bringing to Conrad's house. That's right. My house. Cause he's going to leave it to me in the wheel. Cause you don't get that fat without dying early. Woo. Thanks for being with us. Everyone. We're going to the Radisson in downtown Albany where all of you can see Ric Flair's penis. It's been quite a show. Thank you very much for being with us. For Jim Ross, who's taking my job. For Bob Cottle, whose job I took. I'm Tony Schiavone. No, 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 no. Invite everybody to the Marriott, or as I like to call it, the Flair B&B. Yeah, I'll be coming to see events by February of next year. Thank God I'm out of here. Woo! Well, well, I'm glad that one's over, Tony. Yeah, that was a good show. It was fun, but it did feel like a couple of those matches went longer than they should have. I wish we had a little more star power on there. The flair's going to be there. Let's let him strut that ass to the ring a little bit. Let's say you. Yeah. You know, the, the fact we, we do keep getting fans still like to go back and see this though. Conrad, they like to go back and see the old Jim Crockett stuff that you can call this the old Jim Crockett stuff. You know, they have on the network, uh, mid Atlantic championship wrestling. And when I, I, I see fans online and want to, uh, see the old Crockett stuff. I think sometimes let's go back and watch an episode of mid Atlantic championship wrestling. And then I go, nah, <laughs> I don't think I want to do that. Well, Tony, it's- when I look at my clock, I realize it's about that time. Yes, it is about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, and welcome to the Conradison. I'm your host and your tour guy, Tony Schiavone. Come on in the front door over here to the right is where the nature boy, Ric Flair sleeps when he comes to the Conradison and over here to the left is where Cassio kid sleeps when he comes to the Conradison. And now let's go downstairs into the uh, vault and take a look at all the different belts. Oh my God. In the corner, as you see the belts, there is a, uh, there's a stuffed Paul Jones in the corner. It, it, he was exactly right. 
fans, I'm going to have to ask all of you to leave because we may, the police may be coming by at any time. I, I thought this was a joke, but it's true. He is a collector. Goddamn, Conrad's a bone collector. And we'll see you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network, I hope, as well as on Patron. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hello, this is Vance the Pig. I'm here to tell you about BoxingGimmicks.com. It's the official store of What Happened When, something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. They got new items each week. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life or something for yourself. And by patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Want to be a low-key big hog? I know I do. Organized by the boot rather. How about a member of the Hot Tag Express? Or the Cyberdick Nation? You can join Conrad Thompson, Tony Shimani with podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. And by LoisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from what happened when right now. And by C2E2 After Dark. Presenting Conrad Thompson, Tony Giovanni, and Eric Bischoff. Friday, March 22nd at 8 p.m. Central. At McCormick Place in Chicago. Tickets available at showclick.com slash event slash WHW83. And by Starcast 2. Coming to Las Vegas, May 23rd through the 26th. As part of Double or Nothing Weekend. Go to StockS.com for more information.